welcome to Reverend Billy's Extinction Radio. Sit right down here. We got some chairs right here. What are we going to do today? We got a job to do. My family and I and the Stop Shopping Choir, we're going to go into Midtown Manhattan. We're going to walk right up to the front of J.P. Morgan Chase World Headquarters. And we're going to address some fellow activists there. We're going to talk about the fact that Jamie Dimon, the CEO of this bank, invested $196 billion in fossil fuel projects in the two years that followed the Paris Climate Agreement. And when he did that, the other banks saw that and they ran after him. He was grabbing too much market share and they invested $2 trillion in fossil fuel projects. And what did that do that killed so, so much life? Habitat destruction, animals and plants. Oh, what are we going to do? We're activists here. What are we going to do about this? 196. All right, grab onto that number. 196. Chase Bank branches in the New York City area will see large numbers of people come in wearing big overcoats. And they'll see the people pull out of the overcoats, costumes, and suddenly the whole bank is full of cloud leopards, golden toads, honeybees, redwood trees, polar bears, manatees. Oh, come on, people. Executives back there looking at your investments on those screens. Tellers. Security people, customers, come on now, sing after me, sing with the choir and the honeybees, earthalooyah, 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 earth, earthalooyah, earthalooyah. The manatee is found in shallow, slow-moving rivers. The manatee moves in estuaries, moves in saltwater bays. The manatee in moving moves gently. The manatee is to be found in canals and coastal areas. The manatee is a migratory animal. The manatee is gentle and slow-moving. The manatee moves in slow-moving rivers slowly. The manatee is completely herbivorous. The West Indian manatee has no natural enemies. The manatee has no natural enemies. But unnatural man, the manatee, is constantly threatened by man unnaturally. Man with his boats and plastic and attitude. The manatee often drowns in canal locks of man. A report released two weeks ago shows that fossil fuel lending and underwriting is dominated by big U.S. banks, four of which are sitting right here in front of us, Chase, Wells Fargo City, as well as Bank of America, our top four banks in the world financing fossil fuel industry. Mr. Diamond, your bank alone has provided more than $195 billion in fossil fuel lending and underwriting over the past three years since signing of the Paris Climate Agreement, making your bank the number one funder of fossil fuels in the world. City, Mr. Corbett, 
has provided more than $129 billion in fossil fuel funding over the past three years, number three in the world. Mr. Monahan. Bank of America has provided more than $106 billion fossil fuel funding over the past three years, making it number four in the world. Don't say that you're committed to clean and sustainable financing because your company's words are not consistent with your actions. I would call this gaslighting. That's kind of what we call it in the neighborhood. But for the sake of this hearing, I'll say that you are greenwashing your own track record and duping the American people into believing that you are helping address climate change. On the record, will any of your banks make a commitment to phase out your investments in fossil fuels and dirty energy and align your investments with the goals of Paris Climate Agreement to help protect our planet and communities I grew up in? Well, for J.P. Morgan Chase alone, 2020, we are going to be green. So for those our data centers, our people, our, our, uh, where we work, et cetera. Uh, we also finance uh, something like $200 billion a year green. Uh, we have a, a thorough risk committees that make sure every company do business with does things right under the law, uh, and we're helping some of these companies make a transition to a greener future. But if you want to fix this problem, you are going to have to do something like a carbon tax slash carbon dividend. California, good morning Europe. We welcome the new century with exciting family events. Y2K, IK, Apocalypse Mañana, Fox Entertainment, Anuncia. Arab terrorists inside your psyche. Tornadoes on the evening news. An 8.7 earthquake. Not the big one yet. And to keep you insomniac tonight, we've got, we've got unprecedented inflation just for you. Crack, prosa, quaaludes, ginkgo, ginseng, melatonin, just for you. And for your personal pleasure, Robot Rangers riding missiles pointing at your heart. Narcocholos, pendencieros, samuráis, transformers y mojados. Todos contra todos, within and vice versa, taking turns to stalk your home. Your home. Channel 12, Televisión Amiga. We'll be back. We'll be back. Cansado estoy y cansado permanezco por los siglos de los siglos. Let me lose. Cansado estoy y cansado permanezco por los siglos de los siglos. Let me lose. Historia, histeria. The border is open tonight. Historia, histeria. The border is open tonight. America. 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 Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Slava Tridi. Cuttlefish, marine invertebrates related to squids and octopuses, can pass the so-called marshmallow test, an experiment designed to test whether human children have self-control to wait for a better reward. 
A new study puts cuttlefish in the ranks of larger brain vertebrates like great apes, parrots, and corvids in terms of how long they can delay gratification and makes them the first invertebrates to demonstrate self-control. Self-control is thought to be the cornerstone of intelligence as it is an important prerequisite for complex decision-making and planning for the future. As Bitcoin's fortunes and prominence rise, so do concerns about its environmental impact. The process of mining the cryptocurrency is enormously energy-intensive, so much so that it consumes more electricity in a year than Argentina or the Ukraine. Bitcoin's value rose past 50,000 US dollars two weeks ago. Since President Jair Bolsonaro took office in January 2019, Brazil has approved 57 pieces of legislation that weaken environmental laws, from relaxing forest protections to declassifying the toxicity of dozens of pesticides. Almost half of this legislation, 27 bills, was passed during the height of Brazil's COVID-19 pandemic from March to September 2020. The issuing of environmental fines for illegal deforestation dropped by more than 70% during the same period. This is despite a 9.5% increase in deforestation in the Amazon over the past year. Researchers have identified pesticide residues at 100 Swiss farms, including organic farms. The researchers measured surface soil characteristics and the concentrations of 46 regularly used pesticides and their breakdown products in samples taken from 100 fields that were managed with either conventional or organic practices. The researchers found pesticide residues at all of the sites, including organic farms, converted more than 20 years prior. Multiple herbicides and one fungicide remained in the surface soil after the conversion to organic practice, though the total number of synthetic chemicals and their concentrations decreased significantly the longer the fields were in organic management. A groundbreaking study by 38 scientists working across Australia and Antarctica last week found 19 ecosystems were collapsing due to the impact of humans and warned urgent action was required to prevent their complete loss. 19 Australian ecosystems met criteria. This includes the arid interior, savannas and mangroves of northern Australia, the Great Barrier Reef, Shark Bay, southern Australia's kelp and alpine ash forests, tundra on Macquarie Island, and moss beds in Antarctica. The Atlantic Meridional overturning circulation, also known as Gulf Stream System, is weaker now than it has been for more than a thousand years. Researchers compiled proxy data reaching back hundreds of years to reconstruct the Gulf Stream's flow history. They found consistent evidence that its slowdown in the 20th century is unprecedented in the past millennium. Viruses are the most numerous biological entities on the planet. Now researchers have identified over 140,000 viral species living in the human gut, more than half of which have never been seen before. Researchers at Tel Aviv University report they have successfully connected the ear of a dead locust to a robot that receives the ear's electrical signals and responds accordingly. The result is extraordinary. When the researchers clap once, the locust's ear hears the sound and the robot moves forward. When the researchers clap twice, the robot moves backwards. Scientists explain that at the beginning of the study, they sought to examine how the advantages of biological systems could be integrated into technological systems. 
Analysis of observations made by satellites in 2014 has revealed a long-lasting space hurricane, a swirling mass of plasma several hundred kilometers above the North Pole, raining electrons instead of water. An extremely rare species of bee that hasn't been seen for nearly a century and was thought to be extinct has been rediscovered by a lone researcher in Australia. This rare masked bee is similar in size to the invasive European honeybee. Only six individuals have been previously identified in Australia, and the last one was reported in 1923. And now, the sounds of extinction, the gray wolf. In Wisconsin, at least 216 wolves were killed in less than 60 hours in the state's annual wolf harvest, exceeding the state quota of 119 and prompting officials to end what was meant to be a one-week hunt four days early. Environmentalists who fought unsuccessfully to stop the hunt said the killings had occurred during breeding season, when gray wolves are especially vulnerable. The gray wolf was hunted to near extinction in Western Europe and North America. Today, there are an estimated 250,000 wolves remaining on Earth. In human terms, this recent loss of life in Wisconsin would translate to approximately 8 million people being killed by gunfire in just three days. In the Pawnee creation myth, the wolf was the first animal brought to Earth. When humans killed it, they were punished with death, destruction, and the loss of immortality. For the Pawnee, the star Sirius is the wolf star, and its disappearance and reappearance signified the wolf moving to and from the spirit world. Many indigenous tribes refer to the Milky Way as the wolf trail. And hear the sound of the gray wolf.
I'm leaving the house to go to the consumer zombies of the world in Times Square. The Great White Way is the canyon of 10,000 blinding corporate logos. We shall minister to the completely overstimulated citizens. The choir will be covered with bees today, honeybees, dancing in wraparound, diaphanous tool material to which the five-inch-long bees created by savagery cling and quiver. And we have a new song from Nehemiah. I got apocalypse fatigue, my honeybee and me. In my preaching style this weekend, I hope to achieve a new breakthrough truth scream, releasing the toad croaks and bee thrums and cacks of the Lord Godbird and deep sighs of endangered black rhinos. I'd like to preach on the edge of extinction so that we can save German tourists in Bermuda shorts from being eaten alive by four-story high celebrity faces selling child labor undies. Yes, we see a political role for going extinct animals back here in the middle of the city. These notions are notional, what can I say, unproven and whimsical on their face, but the old logic ain't working either, is it? I hear the choir harmonizing, surrounded by the bovine gaze of the touristic masses. As they sing, I feel the buzz from the billion honeybees killed by Monsanto. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm having a vision. something huge it's huge we all know it but we can't say it for some reason we can't say it out loud here it is 
call it the climate revolution for dummies. An elite that holds economic power must have its money and power taken from it. Period. Period. That's it. That's what leaving oil reserves underground means. That is what cutting emissions means. Money must be wrested from the hands of our abusers in the way that a killer is disarmed. This is the climate revolution for dummies. The climate cannot be stabilized without seizing the assets of the fossil fuel industrial complex, which will send waves of disinvestment out through Wall Street and beyond. Suddenly I'm standing in front of Jamie Dimon. I'm on the 60th floor of his skyscraper standing in his glassy corner office and he has a vast desk and I'm standing opposite him. Jamie. Jamie. It's over.
time for thank yous and goodbyes Anne Waldman the performer and the poet with her accompanist Ambrose By that song to the manatee thank you Anne Rashida Talib and Jamie Diamond in Congress I would say Rashida got the best of that conversation Guillermo Gomez Peña Guillermo Galandog Califas is burning Savitri D takes us from cuttlefish to the wolves, the news from the natural world. Thank you, Savitri. Honeybees fly into Times Square, accompanied by the fiery eagles of justice. Jason Candler, who's also the editor of this Earth Church Half Hour, and Brendan Burke on the drums. The Flying Song, the Stop Shopping Choir. Flying, the Apocalypse Fatigue Song. That was written by Nehemiah Luckett and Laura Newman. Thank you. Jet Stream. Once again, the Fiery Eagles. Thank you. The final song, What to Say, written by William Moses. And the wonderful singing by Valerie Kelly. Thank you so much. And we would like to thank, put out a special note of gratitude to people who give us leads on their favorite radio stations. And then we follow those leads and we pitch the show, The Earth Church, Send them a good Earth Church to listen to, and we're up to 30 stations now. So write to us at RevBilly.com. RevBilly. Somebody give me an earth Thank you for being with us. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>